0: Hey guys, you're listening to Wags and Whiskers. I'm your host, June, here with my very fluffy co-host, Oliver. Join us for another episode of Wags and Whiskers. Good morning, Wags and Whiskers tribe. I'm your host, June, here with Oliver and some more of my crew. If you can hear in the back, they're tearing up cardboard, my cats just because they want to today. That's okay. I hope your Monday is going well and that you did have a good weekend. This weekend has been kind of a rough weekend for myself. Um, I'm actually sitting here recording this pretty late on Sunday night um, before this needs to air. It's just been a, a really bad weekend for us we i had a co-worker pass away of covid this past weekend and then we are battling the sickness at our my house this week so to say it's been a bad weekend is an understatement so the story today is one that i'm going to dedicate to nick and i know that he would enjoy the story um, kind of a backstory about him. He actually, when he started working for the department I work for, he started in K-9. And he worked with a dog <clears throat> for many years. I'm sorry. He worked for the dog for many years before coming over to our area. And so I decided to do this story for him. And yeah, so that's the story. And the story is going to be about a dog named Frog. So just a little bit of a backstory. in 1971 um i guess drug dogs let's just talk about drug dogs people training dogs for you know drug dogs so back in 1971 they started training dogs to do like identify explosives and illegal narcotics but let's remember back in at this time in 1971 we're talking about like heroin was huge cocaine And we also had, obviously, marijuana. We always have marijuana. So, they started training dogs back then, but it wasn't until, like, the 1980s that, you know, the drug trade increased, like, dramatically. And so, basically, they started training more dogs um, to sniff out drugs, narcotics. And it was kind of like you know, oh, well, this is the way I train this is the way I trained. it was never, like, something that, like, everybody was doing the same thing so they had in the 80s, they started having, like, this training at San, San Antonio, Texas and they were trying to train them to basically sniff out illegal narcotics and, like, kind of make it like one way to do it and, um, so that was, like the first training classes in there so that's where 80s when they said, okay, let's start doing this, let's start training dogs to sniff out stuff, and then they said, hey, we need to find a way to kind of come together and everybody do the same thing. So in 1980 there was a man by the name of Don Lehan, Lehan and he worked for Los Angeles, California and he was hired to train, care, and h- handle a dog by the name of Frog frog guys like why frog but I don't know I couldn't find pictures of this dog but so he was hired by Los Angeles Police Department and he says that when he first saw frog that you know he was like you know what he would be a good dope dog so basically people said that you know he was had an add to problem and his reputation was to chew up couches and chew up everything so and dawn was just like you know what this is the perfect dog dog so dawn actually trained him to sniff out heroin marijuana and um cocaine frog became so well at sniffing out like he was trained specifically to sniff out cocaine heroin and marijuana And, like, his rate was, like, 100%. Like, he could do it 100%. Like, they said in one thing I was reading that out of 705 times that they attempted to have him find the cocaine, heroin, or marijuana, he actually found it 705 times. That's how good he was at detecting it. Because drug dogs were kind of still new at the time, obviously Dawn and Frog made a lot of case law from what I'm saying online. Um... They particularly um, worked at the airport, and one of the, the little cases that I was reading was, you know, these guys were looking suspicious, and um, Frog was, you know, taken around, and he hit on the bag, and, you know, it was a big drug bust, and anyway, it went to court, of course, because a lot of legal mumbo jumble that cops would understand, and so basically it held up in court, but back then everything was so new and dogs sniffing drugs and you know how do you know it's right and there's just so much going on back then there was a lot of court cases that you know were going to the supreme court because of the fact that you know defendants weren't agreeing with what was happening and then obviously prosecutors weren't agreeing with what was happening that you know cases would be thrown out or cases would maybe found guilty so basically a lot of case law was made back then So what I was reading, Frog was a lot of times at the airport. I don't know if that was his sole job or not, but like the court cases I found, he was at the airport. So I'm guessing he stayed at the airport a lot. But Don would say that, like, Frog was just on it all the time and that Frog would, all you had to do was pat him on the head and thank him and give him a toy, and he would go at it again just to get that toy. And um, Frog, the reason why I tell the story about Frog, he would become you know, one of the first na- um, nation, like, nationwide, he'd be the first most effective narcotic sniffing dog. And he'd become legendary because of that, because it obviously this was so new back then. And it's, it was said that he found, or he sniffed out, over $155 million worth of heroin, cocaine, and marijuana. And he would find this stuff in, like, radios, and suitcase false bottoms, cargo containers um, and cars and planes and you know he would just uh, that he just loved doing it like the dog was meant to do that all his life he did it for um, I think it was eight years um, he sniffed out dogs um, sniffed out dogs sniffed out narcotics and then he was retired and then obviously he died in June of 1986 And Don loved the dog. Don would go on to say that, you know, it didn't take much. He just had that drive. And um, so Don went on. He he still, you know, did dogs, trained dogs and stuff like that. And Don would go ahead and retire in 1994. But not before he trained Frog, who was, he's a legend. Frog is a legend in the canine world and um, $155 million worth of heroin, cocaine, and marijuana. That is a lot back then. So I know this was kind of a short story, but I just wanted you to know about this canine sniffing dog named Frog and Dawn and how Frog was around during the time when people just didn't know about the canine sniffing dog. and what they could and could not do. So, he's a legend, so I wanted to mention him. But that is my story this week. Um my thoughts for this week um I've had a lot of time to think this weekend about just different things and like I had mentioned before, I you know, it's it's late at night here. Um and I'm just now doing doing this doing this recording for tomorrow, so I still have to edit and upload, but I wasn't going to do it, because i just, it's been a bum weekend, and, um, you know, I want, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it, because people are counting on me to do it, and it's just, I know that Nick would want me to, to do it, he would want me to keep doing what I'm doing, and what I love doing. So this week, I want you guys to think about when you don't feel like doing something, when you're hurting, when something has you down, whether you're depressed, whether you lost somebody, whether you just plain out just don't want to do it, do it anyway. Push yourself to that that next spot, that next space, and, and just do what you know is right to do, do what you're meant to do, so just keep pushing on those days that you just don't feel like it, you don't have that get up and go, and I always say, my, I, my, I give a damn is broke, that's what I usually say on those days, and today is one of those days, this whole weekend has been one of those days, but, you know, I'm still going to push through and do it, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, and I think everybody, thinks of it like a cliche but it's so truthful and I know it from going through what I'm going through this weekend on you know I mean Nick was 29 years old and he turned 29 while he was in the hospital life is not promised to you I know that is so cliche but tomorrow is not promised it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter how young you are um, it doesn't matter if you're healthy or if, you know, you have a lot of money, if you don't have a lot of money, when your time is up, your time is up. Live each day like you're not going to be here tomorrow. And I'm not saying be all crazy and go wild or anything like that, but treat people the way you want to be remembered. Treat people the way where they have memories of you that are all good. Now, we're not always going to have the good days, but we, we can have those days where we bite our tongue and where we can say, you know what, I'm not going to say that because tomorrow I'm going to regret it. So, this week, work on that. Live each day like it's your last. Live each day like you want to be remembered for you being the good person you are and not for a negative day that you're having. But that's it. Those are my thoughts for today. And again, I'm sorry this is kind of a shorter one. But we did. We, we conquered. We conquered my roadblock this weekend. So I hope you guys have a good week. I hope you guys have a good Monday. And I will see you next Monday. And with that being said, be great and dream big.